1: We continue our Provoke the Pastor series. At least once a year, questions are submitted to Pastor Harris for biblical answers. This week, after he covers a question regarding Bible disposal, the main body of this message addresses the doctrine of creation. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he presents today's slice of this week's message entitled Science and Christians. Or people talk about um, uh, carbon dating. Now, I do recommend to young people, date only carbon life forms. I think that is a, a, a good principle uh, to follow. But carbon dating, you can take a, a, a rock, a fossil, you can something, and you can, you can, there are two different isotopes of carbon. We know very precisely the decay rate from carbon-14 to carbon-12, so how much carbon-14 is in this thing, you can tell how old it was. There's a certain usefulness in that for dating certain things within a certain range, but if you're going to take that and and to extrapolate to how old rocks are or something like that, well, you are assuming, you have no evidence for this, you are assuming that only one isotope of carbon was present in that thing when it came into existence, and That you know, for example, that that fossilized organism never ate anything or was impinged upon by anything containing carbon-14, you're presuming uniformitarianism. Peter went on to say this, the next two verses, for when they maintain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago. How did all that stuff get there? God said, Two stars. Bang! Stars. I don't know if there was a bang. If there was, it wasn't a big one because God wouldn't give them the satisfaction. He, 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 he put them there. The heavens existed long ago by the word of God, and the earth was formed out of water and by water, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with water. My friends. Flood geology, as described in the Bible, explains the observed phenomena far better than the assumption of billions of years of evolution. The mountains were formed quite rapidly in geological terms, and not billions of years ago, more like about 5,000 years ago, like at the time of the flood and just after that. The topography of the earth was radically changed in a matter of years, not billions of them. Ever heard of fish fossils on the top of a mountain where there's no lake? How'd they get there? The little fishies died and the flood dried and the earth shifted and the mountains were shoved up and the ocean sank and the the water sought the lowest level. We have the explanation, and it fits far better than the billions of years. So the whole idea of an old earth and evolution presupposes or assumes that natural phenomena extrapolated from what we now observe explains everything, and that's the only way to explain it, it is extreme materialism in the fact that everything is explained by the material that we can find on the earth now. All right, I gave you one uh, 25 cent word, uh, uniformitarianism. All right, I once gave this as a sermon title, The Presupposition of Anti Supernaturalism. Presupposing that as we try to explain this, we know. That's because we know, because we know it, because I said we know it, that God is not the answer. Now, let's explain everything. Well, they've come up with some elegant theories. Some really smart people have thought long and hard how am I going to answer this question when I've ruled out God? As the answer, it's a a presupposition of anti-supernaturalism. We refuse to consider anything beyond what our five senses can perceive. So, for example, we've never seen one species evolve into another species. There can be little adaptations within a species here and there. And we never see anywhere any fossil evidence Of transitional species, something in between uh, a, a bird and a cow. There's no such thing as any of those things. So, if your answer is, we absolutely know that it wasn't done by God, and we've never seen this happen, and we never see any evidence of it happening, therefore, the answer is, wow, it took a long time. That's what. The presupposition of anti-supernaturalism. That's what the presupposition of uniformitarianism leads you to. We have to take all of our problems and and just stuff them into a long, long ago. Might as well add in a galaxy far, far away. There's actually that view that life on earth came from uh, UFOs. My my friends, there's no fight between science and creation. They are perfectly harmonious friends. Friends pseudoscience which assumes uniformitarianism, well, there's a lot to fight about there. But don't do it in a combative way. Now, why then do we make an issue of these things? And the next portion of the question is actually quite helpful. Could the world and universe be billions of years old? Well, the answer is, I'm not opposed to the earth being billions of years old. But the answer is, only if the Bible is wrong and if the universe and the earth are millions or billions of years old now why would we fight about this because if that's true the gospel is not true Romans chapter 5 verse 12 now you can feel free to read all the way through the book of Romans put this in its context I realize this is only a part of of a sentence therefore just as Through one man sin entered the world, and death entered the world through sin, so death spread to all men because all sinned. Can you see the problem? If you're presuming millions and billions of years of evolution, that requires death before Adam's sin. And if Adam is not the point of entry for sin and death into this world, then he cannot be a type of Christ as he is. Adam, one head. Christ, the other head. In Adam, all die. In Christ, all are made alive. If Adam isn't that point of entry of sin, he can't be a type of Christ who is the sole propitiation for sin. Now, the questioner gave me a great segue here. God did not create Adam and Eve as babies, so maybe He created the world and all space as billions of years old. Absolutely right. That's a very important insight. How old was Adam on day seven of this world? He was one day old. What did he look like? He was the absolute perfect representation of human. He was about 5'5". Five five. He was a little bit portly. He uh, shaved his head. No, uh, all of the genetic diversity of everybody everywhere for all time was in Adam and Eve. And he did create them with in a state of maturity or with apparent age as exactly the way that He flung all of the stars into heaven. The answer to which came first, the chicken or the egg, that's not a conundrum, the chicken. God didn't create eggs and incubate them. He created chickens. The stars were flung into space all on one day. Now, we recognize laws of physics and chemistry and thermodynamics and relativity and all that, those are very reliable in the world today. The the law of gravity has no exceptions. If you go jump off the corner of the building, splat is the next part of your life story after that. That acts consistently in the world in which uh, we live. But to presume that these normal ways that things operated, always operated that way, for an infinite amount of time before us, and will be the same until the end, that is to deny God. Yes, they were created in a full state of maturity. They appeared to be old, but they weren't. The appearance of age is a crucial concept in the doctrine of creation, and the evidence fits exactly with what the Bible says is true. There's another crucial point that comes from the the whole issue of creationism. Um, If you've been reading with us in our daily emails, we're working our way through the Ten Commandments. We've already been past the fourth commandment. But do you remember this, Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11? Remember the Sabbath day. Well, why would you want to remember it? I mean, you already know something about it because they'd already heard about six, (coughs) six days of creation and then the seventh. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, to set it apart from the other days. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of Yahweh your God. In it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter, your male or your female slave or your cattle or your sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days... Yahweh made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy." That's nonsense, unless the earth was created in six days.
0: If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.